Because when Christ came, he made it clear that our real enemies were no longer men and countries, but spiritual forces of evil. And he tells us time and time again in the New Testament that we are indeed at war and that we are chosen to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Okay, well, you know, in the book of John, the Lord said, In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. Isn't it great to know this morning that when it comes to fighting our life's battles, we don't have to do it by ourselves? That we have God on our side? (laughs) You know, in the Old Testament, we find many stories of battles and warfare that's waged by the children of Israel against their enemies. And what's interesting to me is that even though the Israelites were armed with the conventional weapons of the day like swords and spears, most of the time their enemies far outnumbered them and had superior military capabilities. So they were always finding themselves in impossible situations. And they faced certain defeat unless God intervened on their behalf. Now having God Almighty help you fight your enemies sounds like a pretty easy way to turn the tide in your favor. But when you consider some of the outrageous things that God required them to do before he helped them, then you realize that it took a lot of faith for them to obey him. Now, we all know the story of Moses and the parting of the Red Sea, and we know the story of David and Goliath. But God was always doing something incredible on their behalf. Like when he told Joshua to take Jericho, but they had to march around it seven times to do it and blow their horns. That must have seemed like a a strange way to take a city. Or in the battle of Gibeon, Joshua asked God to stop the sun and the moon so he could finish the battle. And God did it. I mean, who has the nerve to ask God to do that? I guess Joshua did. And my favorite story is when King Jehoshaphat had these three different armies coming after them. And so the king had his army sing praise and worship songs on the front lines. And as they sang, God confused the three enemy armies, and they ended up attacking each other and destroyed each other. Now, can you imagine being a soldier in King Jehoshaphat's army, and you see these three armies coming, and you're ready and you're prepared to fight, and you get ordered to sing instead of fight? I mean, don't you think there might have been a little apprehension? A few eyes rolling back in your head? You know? Fight or sing? Okay, we're going to sing. And they, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. 
But their faith was tested, is what I'm saying. And God delivered them because of their obedience. You see, God was always showing his children that he was God. But he always did it in an unexpected, surprising way. When they trusted him, he would fight their battles for them. But he always worked contrary to any natural expectations that they had. Well, did you know that as many wars and battles as there were in the Old Testament, there are none discussed in the New Testament because when Christ came, he made it clear that our real enemies were no longer men and countries, but spiritual forces of evil. And he tells us time and time again in the New Testament that we are indeed at war and that we are chosen to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. But the greatest thing that he tells us is that just like the Father took care of the Israelites all those times, he will still fight our battles for us. He will be our sword. And the word says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You know, sometimes I think we need to be reminded that we have with us today the same God who fought those battles and achieved victories in such a spectacular way. He's still God, you know. And he's still spectacular. And today the battle is fierce for our hearts and our minds and for our children's hearts and minds. But our God is the same God who told King Jehoshaphat when the enemy legions were upon him, he said, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the battle isn't yours. It's mine. So whatever battle that you're engaged in today in your life, hold on to those words. For you're not alone. Take heart. For he has overcome the world. The battle is the Lord's. And victory for you is assured in Jesus' name. We all strive to be strong, not weak. But the problem is we were all created with some strengths and weaknesses. Stay tuned for some good news. God's power is made perfect in your weaknesses. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. How many of you remember the line of this scripture? When I am weak, then I am strong. Have you heard that before? Well, I want to talk about that in just a moment right after I share a little humor with you, okay? Here we go. A lady called her pastor. The pastor was a wise gentleman who had that calm, reassuring voice that oozes confidence. The lady, who was obviously crying, 
said, Pastor, I was born blind and I've been blind all my life. I don't mind so much being blind, but I, I have some well-meaning friends who tell me that if I had more faith, I could be healed. The pastor then asked her, Tell me, do you carry one of those white walking canes? Well, yes, I do, she replied. Okay, then, the pastor says, the next time one of your well-meaning friends says that to you, I want you to hit them over the head with a cane and then tell them, if you had more faith, that wouldn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of thing you would say. Just, just, just to set the record straight. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it, it is in our nature to believe that, that all weakness is a bad thing. We all strive to be strong, not weak. And we grow up aspiring to develop strong minds and strong bodies to create successful lives. But the problem is, we're all created with some strengths and some weaknesses. And recognizing these weaknesses and knowing how to deal with them is just as important as to achieving a successful life as capitalizing on our strengths. You know, we all know somebody personally, and we certainly know of people who have accomplished tremendous success just, just to fall hard due to their, their weaknesses. And a recent easy example to point to would be Terrell Owens. T.O., the, the uh, Dallas Cowboy football player. I mean, what a tremendous athlete. He's such a force on the playing field. It, it just seems like there's nothing that he can't do. But his weaknesses in managing his personal relationships and his fame are severely hampering his success in life. But you see, God made us all with strengths and weaknesses. And to understand the scripture that we were talking about... When I am weak, then I am strong. You have to understand where the Apostle Paul was coming from when he wrote it. He was in the middle of defending his ministry in a letter to his beloved Corinthians. And he was responding to criticism by church people who was jealous of his impact on the people of Corinth. And they had made this observation that while Paul wrote really great letters, in person, he was a very unimpressive figure physically and he had no charisma at all as a speaker and, and you know it would be natural for, for, for Paul to have been hurt by those comments I mean after all he knew that all of his efforts toward those people were sincere and no one could argue with what, of what Paul had witnessed and survived in his life especially for the cause of Christ I mean he was beaten a number of times he was thrown in prison. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. I mean, just about everything you could imagine had happened to Paul. But his response to the Corinthians was something like this. He said, you know, I could, I could brag about all the things I've seen and done. About my first-hand relationship with the Lord. About my vision of heaven. About all the persecution that I've suffered. I could tell you all these things to dispute my, my critics. But instead, I want to brag about 
my weakness. Because God knows I've got them. And in spite of them, the Lord himself told me, my grace is sufficient for you. Now listen to this. And he said, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul went on to say, I'm happy to boast about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. I'm happy for the insults. I'm happy for the hardships, the persecution, and in all difficulties. Here's where it came, where, where, the, where, the, where the line is. I'm happy for all the problems. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. What an amazing revelation. We can acknowledge our weaknesses so that Christ can perfect us. I mean, can we really count our, our weaknesses as a blessing from God? Well, the Apostle Paul showed us that we can. Because for every inability that we have, for every iniquity that we're tempted by, for every infirmary our body deals with, Jesus knows we have it. And Jesus has promised to work on us all the way to per perfection. The message is that our strengths and our weaknesses belong to Him. So don't let your shortcomings and your insecurities and your doubts and your failures cause you to run from God. For these are the very things that God wants to reveal His power to perfect in you. And you might say, well, I'm just too messed up. Just got too many weaknesses. Well, let me tell you today that the more weaknesses that you have, the more miraculous the work that can be done in your life through Jesus Christ. You can't overcome them by yourself. But with Christ, you can say, for when I am weak, then I am strong. A few minutes ago, the song said, He's the defender of the weak. He, com he comforts those in need. He lifts us up like wings of eagles. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. The enemy often tempts us with materialism on one hand and makes us fear we'll lose everything on the other. That's why giving is so important. Stay with us to learn how to trust God with your future. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked under the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. 
It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. Okay, here's a question nobody has ever asked you before. I don't think. What does exercise and giving have in common? Okay, so the other day... So the other day, while I was in the middle of one of my three times a week workouts, I realized something. I hate exercise. <laughs> now, that may surprise some of you that uh, know my history and are aware that I've been involved in the exercise industry for most of the last 35 years. But even though I have a wealth of knowledge and experience related to all things exercise, and I've even had a hand in creating a few products that people use in their daily uh, exercise routines, I had never admitted, not even to myself, that I don't really like to do it. However, I do know that it's good for me. And I know it's necessary for my health and my well-being. And I am willing to commit some time and some effort to receive the benefits that come from regular exercise. But if I'm totally honest, I don't enjoy it. Now, I know lots of people that are just like me. They try to convince themselves that they like the exercise. But if you ask them if they ever skipped a workout because something else came up, or if they didn't feel particularly energetic, One day, they did a few less reps on their weights, or they reduced the time on the treadmill. Their answer would almost always be yes. You see, we know we need to exercise, and it's good for us. And we will commit to doing it at some level. And consequently, all of us will reap the benefits according to that level of commitment. Now, it just so happens I happen to know a few people who really do love to exercise. Now, how many remember a guy named Jack LaLanne? Now, he was a pioneer in the exercise industry, a a true force. He had a TV show for many years, and I never met anyone who loved exercise like him. He never stopped talking about it, and he never stopped doing it. He had an amazing physique. One time, just to prove what great shape he was in, he handcuffed his hands and his feet, and he tied himself to 70 rowboats behind him with people in them, and he swam a mile in Long Beach Harbor on his 70th birthday. Now, Jack passed away last year at the age of 97. He worked out the day before he died. He wouldn't have had it any other way. I've met others who are champions of their sport who are the same way. At some point in their early years, they came to actually love their work and the effort it took so much that it elevated them to a world-class performance. So what does all that have to do with our giving? 
You see, when we honor God with our tithes, we're living under God's blessing because of our obedience. Even if we struggle to do it. Even if it's unpleasant for us at times. The word says that to obey is better than sacrifice. The Lord appreciates the act of obedience because it tangibly demonstrates our commitment to him. So when we tithe, we will see the blessings of God in every area of our life. But as great as that is, as great as that is, it's like the benefit I get from my exercise that I don't even really like to do. It's great. But it would be so much more effective if I loved it. The word shows us that the greatest benefit of tithing and giving is when we learn to love doing it. The word says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. You see, if we learn to love being a giver... That's when the Lord can develop our potential as a giver. And it's when we can witness the miraculous things the Lord can do for others and for us through our generosity. You know, the enemy always tempts us with materialism on one hand and the fear we'll lose everything we have on the other. That's why tithing and giving are so important. Every time you give, it's an act of faith that things are not the most important things in your life and that you trust God for your future. The Word promises us that giving generously always comes back to us. It says, so give generously and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord will bless you in all your works and in everything that you do. So I want to encourage you today in your giving, to begin to love to give. Ask the Lord to help you develop your generous spirit, and I promise you something great will happen. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace 
a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.